Hello, everybody, and welcome to the number one rated afternoon Daily Bachelor podcast. So much to talk about on this election day, November 8th, 2022. Without further ado, let's get it started with Bachelor Rush Hour. Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you here on Bachelor Rush Hour with our daily rewind of all the activities in Bachelor Nation and more. That's right, it's election day for all of our fellow podcasters tuning in from the great United States of America. The 2022 U.S. elections are an ongoing set of elections that are primarily held on November 8th, 2022. During this midterm today... All 435 seats in the House of Representatives and 35 of the 100 seats in the Senate will be contested. And we've got some more contesting of love on last night's episode of Bachelor in Paradise. That's right. Rodney got the short end of the stick and Eliza left to find Justin and see if he'll take her back. And we've got Danielle, who was on the beach discussing how Eliza needs to be held with some grace as a lot of the Bachelor Nation rabid audiences are upset that she's um, getting criticized for not making uh, decisions right away on the beach. So we'll share that story plus multiple other stories, a Bachelor in Paradise recap, and more. That's right, we've got Katie Thurston responding to uh, to uh, Nick Vile, calling him cringy. We'll have that video to end things today. Plus, um, some more content for you guys. Do me a favor, if you haven't already, make sure to hit the follow button, subscribe, depending on which podcast app you listen to. Rate it, review it. We appreciate you so much as we are in our second week of podcasting with almost 300 ratings on Apple. We are number two on Entertainment News, all because of you guys. Thank you all so, so much for your support as we venture into the audio world. All right. So anyway, let's get into this first story. Danielle Maltby, who's currently with Michael on The Bachelor in Paradise, uh, said this about the uh, uh, the the evening the uh, last night's Bachelor in Paradise episode. She said, "Y'all got to stop or have some discretion. We love Rodney." Of course, in response to Eliza dumping Rodney. We also care about Eliza and Justin and saw the turmoil she was in processing her feelings. These are real people experiencing real moments of happiness, pain, and confusion. And then they read your stupid comments about how you feel they could navigate it better or being made fun of. Not everyone is going to be your perfect match and it effing sucks when that happens. Be a little kinder because your words wouldn't be as sharp to any of the cast's faces, but they carry weight here. None of us are perfect, but at least we're out here trying to do right by each other. Great words by Danielle. That's right. Nobody's perfect and no, none of these cretins in the comment section, as they like to be called, would say any of this to people's face. We need to stop... You know, we just need to we just need to choose. Do we live in a friendly world or a hostile world? And a lot of people online have made that choice already. But I encourage people to live a little bit of a positive journey. When you share positive, loving vibes, that is returned to you by law of attraction. Call it what you want. You can make it religious, spiritual. You can do whatever you want. But the principles of love and positive energy are: you get what you put out. Karma, right? All right, a couple other stories today. Claire Crowley fighting back. In a Q&A, someone asked her, if you hadn't met your fiancé, 
which of course is this uh, CEO, this like tech guy. Um, would you have gone back on Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise if asked? And as Katie Thurston has responded, Claire Crowley also says 100% no. She said this on her Instagram stories. Let's just say there were a few reasons I said yes to leaving the show early when they brought it up to me. So apparently it wasn't just because of the fantastic toes of one Dale Moss, but um, I wonder if Claire was just fed up with the process. Maybe after meeting Yosef, she just uh, didn't have enough barf bags uh, to handle her on the set of pair on a, of Bachelorette. But um, very interesting that not only did she want to leave, that it wasn't possibly just about her relationship with Dale Moss, but maybe more. We'll have to see if she decides to divulge that information anytime soon. And also, Katie Thurston, we have a video of her coming out about her criticism of Nick Vile's cringy TikTok. But first, she was asked this, do you think the franchise will ever bring on body diversity? She said, I'll never forget the time, quote unquote, someone of importance laughed laughed directly in my face during a Zoom interview and said, ha, that'll never happen after I requested larger body types. So no, I don't. Very interesting there. So lots going on in the Bachelor world today. We're going to jump to our first story, which is a quick recap of last night's Bachelor in Paradise episode. The beginning of the end. Danielle says, follow your heart. Oh boy, all hearts lead to Rome. We know that. Or all, you know, roses lead to Rome. If you know, you know. Logan says his strongest connection is Kate, but she's still on her date with Hayden. Logan said he didn't want to smother Kate, but regrets how he handled it. So, of course, this is not going to go well for old Logan and Katie over here. Kate says she wants to be fought for. Oh, boy, here we go. I mean, women do say they want a knight in shining armor. I didn't know the armor was physical and they actually want you to clash with other men. What year is this? Oh, I know. We're not generalizing all women, but some people... I want him to show, I want him to go to the end of the world and back. Kate, that's supposed to be a metaphor. <laughs> She's like, no, show me the mileage. Show me your gas tank. Did you go to the end of the world or not? If you didn't go to the end of the world, I don't want you. You only went halfway to the world? No, go to the end. Uh, Kate and Logan chat. He goes, fun day. And it's that perfect conversation that happens when like someone comes back where you're like, play it cool. You just know they hooked up with somebody else, but play it cool. He's like, fun day. Kate wants to take a temperature check on his feelings. She goes, let's take a temperature check. Hey, rectal is the most accurate. Uh, why is that? Does anyone know? Any of my nurses out there? What's wrong with the old uh, COVID scan check Check of the old forehead right there? Uh, starts raining. Oh, good. Just, we have the rain here. Starts raining. And as Logan starts to explain his apathy to Kate. Yeah, he starts explaining why he was uh, so apathetic. He says he didn't want to ruin the experience for her. His head versus his heart. Bro, that's the main paradise dilemma. The head versus the heart. Uh, you know, multiple. Okay. So Logan says, why would you make me say all this if you aren't sure? You know, because he's like, he's pouring his heart out to her and she's like on the fence. She says, I am sure. I'm into you. Blah, 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 blah. Then they kiss. The piano music escalates in the background. He says, I want you to be fine. The rain crescendos. A midsummer's makeout. Someone yells, pick her up. Someone's in the background just yelling, mount her. (laughs) Grab him by the, you know, whatever. Uh, Logan runs her into the water. I mean, it's a real like Uber taxi thing happens. It's a real, uh, you know, uh, who's who of um, uh, getting pneumonia there. It's a little chilly. All right. Next, and by the way, everyone's like, it's some, it's the notebook moment. First of all, 
If you're a bird, I'm a bird. I get it. Notebook's great. But let's not pretend that Notebook invented making out in the rain. Making out in the rain existed before Caveman developed fire, okay? Making out in the rain, you know, rain, earth, wind, fire, concerts, rain, whatever. You know, it's mud, wrestling, it's, it's, it's primitive, baby. Next day, Kate talks mad trash to every woman. Oh, boy, here we go. So they make it on the rain. Then the next morning, she judges Logan for having two roommates and not being able to afford Equinox, which, by the way, Equinox is like a $300 a month um, you know, gym membership. It's not, like, it's not like he's a Planet Hollywood guy, for, you know, for Christ's sake here. She goes, my sister in Christ, I'm 33. And she says that about 12 different times. So I guess that's her saying, my sister in Christ, I'm 33. It would be kind of offensive if any of these women are atheists. Like, my sister not in Christ. My sister whom I burn in hell. I'm 33. So she makes it very clear of her age and that age being the excuse for her wanting a guy to have his uh, life together. We'll probably get into this more in another video because like, as you guys saw, I mean, I was feeling a certain way. We called her shallow Kate and she had a few points, but a broken clock, like we say, can be right twice a day, unless it's broken and slow, in which case it's almost never right. It takes like weeks for it to get right because it's not, you know, a stopped clock is right twice a day, unless you use military time, in which case it's right once a day. But I, I digress. You understand the point. Uh, I think we're having a good recap right now. She says, I deserve a guy who has a mortgage. She says she is tired of carrying someone else. It builds a crazy amount of resentment. All right, so clearly she's dated a guy who lived out of his van and surfed and all that jazz, which, by the way, living out of your van used to be the insult. Oh, he lives out of his van. But, you know, the, the world's in such um, disarray that living out of your van's kind of like a, like a wow, wow, John Hersey lives out of his van. He must be doing well for himself. Uh, we have a crippling economy. That's what I'm trying to say. Go out there and vote. Um, and, and also... I don't have a solution for the housing crisis. I really don't. Uh, you know, corporations like BlackRock are just buying houses by the hundreds. We've got Redfin and Zillow. Oh, my. You know what I mean? It's like Redfin and Zillow and BlackRock. Oh, my. Everybody with homes is getting richer while we'll be the first generation to make less than our parents. Okay, moving on. She's <laughs> But we talk about redistribution of wealth and everyone goes, oh, that sounds like a horrible idea. And it's like, really? What Do we all just want to be renters for the rest of our lives? And then, and then we get the smug people. I own my own home. It's like, listen, Cheryl, you bought a home for $22,000 in 1987, okay? Let's not pretend like you could afford a home in today's world. They're $900,000 just to live out of, uh, you know, a shoebox. Um, but that's a Tom Ford shoebox. Okay. Louboutin my ass. She says, <laughs> she says, I deserve a guy who has a mortgage. Which, by the way, everyone has a different starting line on their, in, you know, on their uh, journey. So maybe Hayden's got a mortgage, but maybe it was passed down from his parents. Maybe he doesn't know the true value of a dollar. Maybe he doesn't work hard. We don't know any of this. She comes off wildly shallow. She has a few moments, but they are buried in a real condescending and judgmental attitude. She may be, maybe, maybe, and I mean this spiritually, not physically, because she's beautiful. She may be coming off as the ugliest spiritual person I've seen on the beach. Leave a comment. Call the phone number 401-213-9828. 4012139828. Aaron tells Genevieve he loves her. All right, let's let's we'll go back to we'll go back to shallow Hal for a second here. So uh Aaron tells Genevieve he loves her, but he sort of masks it as a breakup speech. As you know, the producers love to do this. They 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 literally train them on how to do this. To like, don't tell her what you're about to say. Make her not know. Because of course, then they get good footage, all the fun, unless you get a margarita glass thrown at you. Oh, no one wants to be assaulted by a margarita glass. Get it? Assaulted by a margarita glass? Oh, boy. 
Good sodium joke to start the day. Um, here we go. Let's retain some water and some humor. Why don't we? I'm bloated. Bloated on humor. Kate gives Hayden a tennis ball for Rambo. Do we have that photo? We might not have it. No, we don't. So Kate gives... Okay, so Kate then goes to uh, uh, um, Hayden and gives him a tennis ball for Rambo. Logan's doing shots of tequila, throwing, uh, throwing, knowing, knowing that it's not going to go well. And then, yeah, so she gives, she gives Hayden the tennis ball for Rambo. And then she throws, Kate throws the tennis ball during, I think it's raining outside. And then Hayden, and she's like, go get it. And he's kind of like, ha, ha, ha. And then he goes to get it. But you know, like, he didn't really want to. He was just like, okay. Meanwhile, he's got his new white sneakers on. He probably put those on. I mean, look, here he is. Hayden's got, justice for Hayden, he's got his new white kicks on, and then she's making him run out into the ocean for a tennis ball. He's like, look, I love my dog, but no one's getting in the way of my sparries here. Uh, Rodney tells Eliza he's stressed. He doesn't want to lose her. So we have that moment here, that moment where Rodney doesn't want to lose Eliza before the rose ceremony. Then the rose ceremony happens. Let's go to who leaves, who stays. Genevieve picks Aaron. Jasenia picks Andrew. Victoria picks Johnny. Serene picks Brandon, Danielle picks Michael, Brittany picks Tyler, Shanae picks Joey, Florence picks Justin, Kate picks Logan. So Kate picks Logan, which leads to a little weird moment we'll get to in a second. Johnny says Victoria is making him a better person, then says knock on wood, but there was no wood there. So that just goes to show if there's no wood there and you say knock on wood, you're doomed. Brand Brendan Brandon says he found the one woman in the world who will put him above all else. And he's probably the only one on the beach that can experience that because everyone else is full of dis, de, 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 uh, deceivery. Is deceivery a word? It is now. Kate said, <laughs> deceiver, deception. Uh, Kate says she would go for a woman before one of the twins, but Sinead is happy with a twin. Hey, let Sinead be happy with a twin. Oh, Kate would hate the twins. Kate would be like, do you even have an IRA? Do you even have uh, dividends coming? Do, do you have a? Do you have crypto? You don't even have Dogecoin. They're like, no, we got Dogecoin. Um, of course, those are some crypto bros if I've ever seen them. Kate says Hayden has some qualities that are non-negotiable. That Hayden has money. Essentially, the love language that Kate wants is security. That's what Kate wants. Kate wants security, which isn't a bad thing. But she equates all of her security to the bank account. And trust me, there'll be a day when the bank account's so full that she looks at whatever relationship she finds and she realizes a relationship's not built on money. It's built on trust. It's built on friendship. It's built on mutual respect. It's not built on can you afford something without a check bouncing. I get her point. Before the commenters happen, I get her point about wanting security. She's clearly been in relationships where she didn't have that. She works at, or worked at the Oppenheim Group. She sells million-dollar homes. She's probably got that security. She wants excess. She doesn't just want security. She's, she's living in L.A. She wants that lifestyle. It's gross to me. I, I'm being completely honest. I don't always share my opinion here. Uh, but then again, we're watching a TV show. Maybe some else, some else was said, but listen, my sister in Christ... I'm 37, okay? And you need to readjust your priorities. Um, all right. Kate says Hayden has some... Okay. Kate still cho chooses Logan. Then he goes, I don't feel well... like." He goes, I don't feel well liked by Kate. He goes, when you give someone a rose, you're supposed to say why you like them. But she says, I need more from you. Yeah, she gave him a rose and was like, we need to do better. And he's like, am I in... Am I in trouble? Eliza chooses Rodney. Then she asks to talk to Justin. So Eliza chooses Rodney. She has to talk to Justin, which of course is like, oh, this isn't going to bode well. Then Justin tells her how special she is. It was a pretty well-balanced breakup. Michael and Danielle get a date card. The bit is that Wells sort of crashes every aspect of the date. It's like, okay, we get it. Fun. Um, 
as a reality, Steve pointed out, Chris Harrison did this um, when they were in the pandemic on the date where he like showed up at every aspect of the date. And it's like, cool, great. Why don't you just do the date? I don't get it. it you know, to, it, whatever. Okay. Meanwhile, Eliza breaks down to Rodney, says she can't do this. She tells Rodney, I can't do this. And um, she says she doesn't think she made the right decision for herself, but thinks she was influenced by how much love everyone has for Rodney. Eliza says Justin may be a better fit for what she needs. Rodney tells the group what happened. His poor voice was wavering. Rodney's voice was wavering. Um, brothers and sisters in Christ, they hug him. She left to go find Justin. Rodney says, my heart is broken. I'm embarrassed. Um, well, you know what Celine Dion says, my heart will go on. Roddy doesn't think his will, but hey, it will. Take Selena Dion's advice. Your heart will go on. Um, and there is Logan just checking out the camera, being like, we good? We got the shot? Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, a very powerful moment. One of the first times we've seen the whole beach. Oh, sorry, I wasn't over there. One of the first times we've seen the whole beach come together and really support someone in their heartbreak in this heartbreaking decision. You can't exactly blame Eliza though. She's following her heart as well, and just so happens to want to go to Baltimore. Look, whatever. Your heart left a beautiful beach in uh, Sayulita, uh, Mexico, for Baltimore. Um, she's upset. She calls it impossible situation. It's truthfully, there's no one to blame. Although, you know, people might say, well, Rodney did this to lace and this and that. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's just a part of the beach. It's a son of a beach. Cameras follow Eliza going to Baltimore to chase Justin. I'm so glad they're continuing the story. I'm so, you know, I, I hate it when the story just like leaves off. It's like, all right, she's going to go fetch Justin. There you go. Imagine Justin opens the door and he's like, nah, he's like eating a cold slice of pizza. He's like, nah, you had your chance, kid. And in our next clip, we've got Rachel Recchia on the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast discussing the alleged breakup between Gabby, Wendy, and Eric Schwer. And then also she mentions that she's uh, dating now. She talks about a guy who slid into her DMs. And if you want to check out this full uh, clip, I've got it on my YouTube channel. You can go check that out as well. But yeah, let's set the record straight. So timing-wise, you and Gabby went down there when you were both still engaged yeah. in happy relationship to bachelor in paradise yeah. so you're at a different mindset different point of your life obviously like post show so a lot has happened since then so i want all of the listeners and viewers to remember that like this was filmed many 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 months ago okay it was like um, weeks after our engagement it was very soon yeah like not even a month so mm -hmm. you know Happier it's, times. <laughs> right. It was a I free was trip say, to Mexico. I, true. <laughs> okay, so you and Gabby, you go down on the beach together. You and Gabby had spent a lot of time on your season of The Bachelorette together very frequently. And now, you know, you, you've gone through your breakup. And now Gabby's also going through a breakup, but she's also on Dancing with the Stars and there's so much going on with her. Are you able to see her, talk to her outside of Dancing with the Stars? Like how often are you guys connecting? Yeah, I mean, she is so busy right now, which in a way I'm super grateful for this for her because I think it's really like helpful to throw yourself into something. And she really is practicing all day, every single day. So as much as we can talk and exchange texts, we do. So what she's saying is without confirming it, she's saying, I'm so happy she has something to keep her busy as she goes through this breakup. And I go and support her in person, really any chance I can get. So yeah, whatever support and whatever she needs right now, I'm going to try to give to her just because we all know how difficult it is, especially in the public eye. But I'm just happy that she has at least something to focus on instead of just whatever is happening behind the scenes. I do like the fact that they are giving her grace to like 
talk about it when she's ready. Uh, you know, they're almost like just saying what's known out there. Unlike other leads who have uh, outed of uh, relationships. Yeah, we'll get into that story next. Uh, more, more to come there. Mm-hmm. All right, so then they play an advertisement, which we are not beholden to their advertisers. Wow. We know you need a new show. And this crazy public is done once... I'm going to put this out there right now. Once she wins that mirror ball, the three of you will obviously have more girl time together, but could could maybe live in live in the house together. All right. So Becca is saying now once Gabby wins the mirror ball trophy, which Gabby may be a finalist, but it's not a shoe in. She's got Charlie D'Amelio, Wayne Brady. There's a heavy competition, stiff competition. Uh, but she says once you win that, maybe Michelle, Rachel and Gabby could all be roommates together. All three roommates like going through something similar and this uh, crazy public eye. I don't but, know if LA could handle that. <laughs> sure I don't know could. if my house could handle that. It would be burned to the ground. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm kind of here for it. We can make Same. a series. That would be <laughs> that would be the show. Meeting in LA. <laughs> that would be the show. Oh my! I gosh. will off camera for the first time. I will. I will tease this though. Is that tease it, Rachel baby. and I have decided that we are going to take a trip somewhere and somewhere out of the country. Ooh. We're gonna kind of like video it we'll make sure that our like you know social media can kind of be a part of like where we're gonna bounce to next i say go to go to havana go to cuba do some of those sweaty havana nines dirty dancing stuff you know what i mean like have some fun go go you know go don't go to you don't want to go to europe okay you don't you don't want the no offense to the italian men out there you don't need the uh you you know rome's we've done enough rome for the year if you know what i'm talking about but we're gonna go on dates when is this happening? Have you guys like planned next like a month? <laughs> How long yeah. are you going to go for? Like two weeks, two weeks ish. Oh my god, this will be fun! Wait, yeah. you have to do it like live in real time though, where it's it like, is. and yeah. it's like, can yeah. you have like polls for people to be like, oh, we kind of like are leaning towards this guy for somebody or, to date? Ooh, we, oh, so we're gonna do? You put their picture on vote for the one that you. Let Michelle to go on a date with. Yes. And I'm going to record her from the bush. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. I like Rachel's commitment. She said, I'm going to record. Rachel said, I'm going to record Michelle from the bush. I do like Rachel's commitment. Rachel, Rachel has grown on me in, in ways. I really do like her. And I look forward to seeing um, what's 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 going to happen with her next. Now she's about to mention she just went on a date. Like Rachel will be like eating dinner on creepier? her own, filming like over <laughs> where like Michelle's conversation. Oh, are you guys going to be mic'd up? Can we hear these? Um, yeah, but honestly, honestly, what's really funny is why is why is thinking about Rachel filming from a bush a lot creepier than like being on a TV show where like you're making out and the camera's right here? Why is it? Why is it more creepy? Probably because if you sunglasses on in the corner, like phone recording. Because if you guys do it this way, it could be illegal if like the other party doesn't know that they're being recorded. Correct. That's when I say this. You know, it's a weird world we live in. You're allowed to film somebody else. And again, every country, country has its different rules. You're allowed to fill some, film somebody else in public. But I don't think you're allowed to record audio of them. I don't think you're allowed to record audio of conversation. In some state, I think it's a state-by-state state issue. Some states you can illegally record or record audio with one party's consent and some others. I, I'm no expert. I'm sketchy. <laughs> oh, I'm here for it, though. But yeah, we'll, like be, we'll, we'll be doing traveling. 
That's yeah. so exciting. Um, okay. Well, speaking so speaking of dating, of dating though, yeah, because Michelle and I, before you came on, Rachel, Michelle and I talked a little bit about like her getting back on the saddle and starting. That's what I've been saying. Date again. Have you been on any dates since coming to LA or are you still just like taking it slow? Well, obviously taking it slow, but I actually did go oh on a date God. last Ooh. week. Ooh. Did it go well? Is there a second date in the future? It did go well. Okay. There is a second date in the future. Wait, it's no one from Ooh. the show, right? This is like a random person. A random person. How did you meet said random person? He slid into, you know, the DMs. Like we said on Happy Hour last time, like slide in. <laughs> They're open. Yes. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. Rachel said slide into the DMs and the men delivered. So we'll have to keep up with her love life as as she enters the single phase of post-bachelorette fiancé breakup. Gabby, probably not too far behind her. And in our final video today, it's the spoiler we've been talking about regarding the Bachelor in Paradise love triangle that has happened between Victoria and others not named publicly. So if you are trying to remain in the unspoiled world, why? Just give it up and be spoiled. But either way, uh, if you're trying to remain unspoiled, this will be the end of your content today. And as I promise for everyone out there, I'll give my spoiled uh, uh, audio clips at the very end. So without further ado, the spoiled video of the day. Katie Thurston has a lot to say about the relationship between Victoria Fuller and Grey Grippo, but wait, it has nothing to do with her comments on Grey Grippo. She called it a cringy move by Nick Vile to uh, essentially um, uh, soft launch that relationship. She's basically saying, um, "Well, you 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 can uh, you can kind of decide for yourself." Let's go. Katie had a Q and A she was doing while she was charging her Tesla, and I have to tell you, it's always um, it's always fun when Katie jumps on the Q and A. She says, someone says, what's the love life like? She says, truthfully, more fun than being the bachelorette, taking my sweet, sweet time and meeting some pretty great people along the way. Um, do you have negative feelings towards the Bachelor franchise? She said, um, I feel in a pretty good place overall. Like sometimes even I forget I was on the show. Thoughts on Greg Rippo and Victoria Fuller. Someone had messaged her. How are you feeling about Greg and Victoria? Or could you care less? She said, laugh out loud, literally could care less. Now, Nick... I think she's supposed to say couldn't care less. Like she could care less would mean she cares more. And she's like, oh, I wish I could care less. But I understand the point, Katie. We got you. Now, Nick, on the other hand, posting the video of them is a weird, cringy move. Laugh out loud. Also a text from today. So if you're not familiar with this story, it's probably been the biggest story of the year as far as an ongoing soap opera goes. It goes all the way back to one of the original videos I made, uh, which was Nick and his girlfriend Natalie exposing Katie's DMs. So Nick... So Katie had mentioned in about a 20-second clip on her Instagram Live or YouTube Live, one of those, I think it was Instagram Live, Nick Vile is blocked from her, uh, her phone. And we made that video. And then Nick goes, oh, yeah, I'm blocked from your phone. How about this? And then he reveals text messages that were not pertinent to why Katie had blocked Nick. Um, uh, basically, Natalie takes a victory lap uh, and says, oh, yeah, and they sort of call out, they sort of call out Katie with text messages, which was, um, you know, obviously private things that Katie had said to Nick. So once this happened, and again, those text messages weren't really pertinent to why Katie had blocked Nick. Katie uh, had blocked Nick. I think the uh, the general theory was essentially because Nick had 
told uh, Nick had spoken things to somebody else that Katie had told him in confidence uh, in a way to possibly curate an image of her that would be unbecoming. And then when this video was made by when Nick made his podcast, that was sort of a way of saying, see, told you, you did it again. So after that, of course, we had Blake Horstman entering the ring. Uh, Nick slammed back on Blake after that, and Blake slammed back on Nick. Blake said he's blocked uh, Nick. And of course, that was because Nick criticized Blake for being an F-boy multiple times and for essentially, uh, uh, Blake was criticized for... um, uh, for revealing the text that Kalen sent to him, which were, of course, to vindicate him from the sort of soft um, you know, Me Too scandal that was happening out there. He was being accused of coercing her into sex and all these other wild things that have happened. So Reality Steve gets involved because he has a beef with Nick. Um, Chris Conran gets involved because he has a beef with Nick. If you ever have a couple hours of downtime and just want to watch the whole playlist, it's available on my channel. It's fascinating stuff. Here's the actual TikTok that Nick released that said, um, Game Night had all the drama, and then in the comment section he said soft launch, which of course a soft launch is when a couple slowly releases that they're a couple. Nick releasing it isn't exactly a soft launch because he really has nothing to do with it, but they're all having fun here. Uh, of course, this is uh, has to do with Natalie. Excuse me. Um, I have something in my teeth. This has to do with Greg and Victoria's love story. As it plays out, they've taped the reunion. Uh, Greg spoke at the reunion, and then this TikTok came out a million views. So clearly, Nick got what he wanted, which was a hit of a TikTok. And look, by all means, Nick can do these things. I mean, it's a good. It's probably a good play for a social media career. Um, it just comes down to whether or not um, whether or not it's good long term success. You know, as far as like, um, will he lose credibility with other bachelor couples? I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think it changes anything that's going on within the community. There's just clearly a rift between those that uh, don't have beef with Nick and those that do. It can pretty much be divided into two different groups of people: somebody who has beef with Nick and somebody who doesn't, and um, and that's fine too. Now the question becomes with this TikTok whether or not uh, Greg and Victoria gave him permission. Now it could be, as we saw, Nick had commented on. Greg and Victoria's relationship saying there was no um, cheating. It could be that Greg and Victoria aren't allowed to comment on any of this, or at least Victoria wouldn't be. Greg probably wouldn't be under contract, although Greg could have signed a contract when he went, and this is what we have to remember. Uh, This might get kind of complicated. Greg was off contract, Generally speaking, the, these contracts end unless unless it was extended, but usually doesn't happen for contestants. So Greg was off contract. But now that he went on the Bachelor in Paradise reunion, and boy, this could be some real conspiracy stuff here. It could have been that the Paradise producers, Bachelor producers, brought Nick, uh, brought um, Greg Rippo onto the reunion show and said, hey, we'll pay you money, but you have to sign this contract. That's one way to get someone back under, under contract. I don't think that's the case. I don't think there's some grand conspiracy as to why Victoria and Greg can't discuss their relationship. It appears their relationship's pretty serious. They have matching tattoos they received when all roses went to Rome. Uh, They were spotted there three and a half weeks ago. So the feud continues now that Katie has mentioned uh, that she thinks it's a cringy move. Will we get a response from Nick? That is yet to be seen. My guess is probably not. 
Um, here's what Katie had to say last, uh, as we also uh, acknowledge Rachel Recchia snapped back at Nick. So a lot of damage being done on this social media front here uh, with Nick and um, and more the, the more recent generation of contestants saw that Nick said, Rachel Recchia clapped back at Nick. We shared this a few days ago. So Nick basically said she was smiling as she left, as she dumped Avon. So clearly this means she strung him along and she actually liked the other guy better. And of course, Rachel Recchia. Uh, well, here's what Nick said. Every breakup. Being the bachelorette or the bachelor is an incredibly hard position to be in. You're trying to find love for yourself with the pressures of an engagement. So, so you know, broken clocks right twice a day. He gets a few things right there, but to assume that her smile meant something, you know, when you assume and honestly, you make an ass out of you and me. So um, let's not assume anything. She responds and said, Avon and I had a nice moment at the door after something very difficult for both of us. And then Nick goes, do people want you on the podcast? And she says, um, all you're doing here is encouraging a space to kick me when I'm down based on assumptions. And as we know, Katie and Nick have had a feud after Katie went on. So Nick's this is a fact. Fascinating that this all went down just a few short months ago. Nick's response to pilot Rachel was, I'm sorry you're down. I can definitely relate, but part of this show is the opportunity to discuss what we see. The hope is we have a chance to learn. And of course, Rachel gets to decide what podcast she goes on. She gets to decide who she gives her story to. Now, it can't, can't be lost here that in the comment section, and do you guys remember, I mean, this was just a wild story. This might go down as the most interesting storyline of 2022. Blake Horseman said to Rachel, do not go in this man's podcast, on this man's podcast. He talks trash on people, then hopes they will have to come on his podcast to address it. Don't give him the satisfaction. I ain't got no satisfaction. Date Card Pod, our good friends over there, said after the way he treated Katie on his podcast, no woman lead would feel safe to go on. Lady in the sheets, but drama on the streets. That's right. We've got a melee of uh, of Bachelor alumni choosing sides in this proverbial uh, game of kickball at recess. It's getting ugly out there, but we love to see people sort of take back their social media and take back their identity. We see this every season with Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. As soon as people come off their contracts or feel like they were mischaracterized, well, luckily they've got social media to speak their truth. Do me a favor and speak your truth. Rate this podcast if you don't mind. Hit the follow button, the subscribe button, depending on where you're listening. If you have an iPhone and you don't listen on the iPhone app, that's fine. But still, take out the iPhone and please give me a review on it. It helps us stay relevant in the charts as we we try to build some new audience and keep this podcast happening on the daily. I've been Dave Neal. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody.